To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Inda Brady is our UK correspondent. Inda, hello. Hey, Heather. Great to speak to you again. So Rishi wants to give Vladimir some fighter jets, but can he actually? Look, what they're saying is nothing's off the table. It was a very successful visit, I have to say. It caught everyone by surprise, but I guess with this man's security briefing and how much Russia wants him off the face of this planet, everything has to be top secret. I felt he did brilliantly, Zelensky. He speaks so well and so passionately, and he carries himself so well, a real statesman. I think... Ultimately, he will get fighter jets from this country, but it's going to take some time. I I think that's the frustration for him. And of course, as we look towards the calendar, February 24th is coming up. That's the first anniversary of Russia's invasion. The Russians love an anniversary, so they will go all out, spring offensive. You you just know it's coming, and that's why Zelensky was in London. So the trouble for for, for Rishi is that the, the jets that you guys have are typhoons, right? And they're made by four different countries, Spain, Italy, the UK, and Germany. He could give the UK ones, but he can't give the Spanish, the Germans, and the Italian craft, can he? Because he needs permission from those those countries before he hands yes. them over. Yes, my understanding of it is that the other allies will have to be consulted. And ultimately, everyone in Europe needs to start pulling together. I think what we've seen in the last 12 months almost now is lots of little factions and self-interest and this could have happened to any country. I mean, what, what Putin has done, he could have done it to Poland. He could have gone into Lithuania or Moldova. Um, unfortunately for Ukraine, it was, it was them that he decided to invade. But Europe really needs to rise up, unite, and, and start fighting back. And Zelensky yesterday, I watched his speech. I, the hairs on the back of my arms were standing up listening to this guy speak. I mean, I spent my whole life interviewing politicians who are... Let's just say, not that statesmanlike, and and this guy just nailed it. And he used to be an actor. What is your sense? Do you think Europe is going to now that now that Zelensky's got the tanks and managed to outflank the Germans on that one? Do you, do you feel like Europe's going to back him with the jets? I think they have to. I think they've got no choice. And that if the next twelve months proves decisive in this and it goes the wrong way for Europe, God help us all, because Putin has no intention of stopping at Ukraine. I'd be very very concerned. The countries I mentioned. I'd be very concerned, particularly Lithuania. I mean, ultimately, what he wants to do, and I've spent a lot of time in Russia, what he wants to do, there's a big chunk of land, a territory that the Russians got after World War II called Kaliningrad. He has no road access to that from mainland Russia. And if you go on a map, what's stopping him? Lithuania. Mm. Now, how much money has Boris Johnson made since being out of office? This is shocking. Uh, $10 million in Mm. five months. It is absolutely extraordinary. So the latest Register of Members' interest is out. Um, there's the advance on the book deal, which we knew about. There's a $2 million donation to the, the office that he set up uh, from a, a pro-Brexit crypto guy, I kid you not. And then on top of all of that, he has signed up with a speaking agency to, to get him bookings, very lucrative bookings across the pond. Um, and they've brought in millions so he has bookings coming in left, right, and centre, and in five months alone, he has now registered ten million dollars. And I mean, it just begs the question: Why do you want to be prime minister? Right. Prime well, minister gets paid one hundred and seventy-nine grand sterling. I mean, is he the guy who wants to buy Man U with this kind of money? <laughs> 
So this is, all, this is all over the back pages today. This is taking a twist. We know that the American owners of Manchester United, who, who the fans hate, are selling up. They want $10 billion, believe it or not, for a footy club, working man's game and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Emir of Qatar has emerged. So we had a story a couple of weeks ago, Jim Ratcliffe, the, the wealthiest Englishman who owns this petrochemicals company. Um, he is a fan and he's from the Manchester area and I think fans would much rather he bought it. The Emir of Qatar has emerged as a prospective buyer bidding somewhere in the region of $9 billion. But my reading of the rules, he already owns Paris Saint-Germain in the French League. So he's got Messi, Neymar and Mbappe playing for him in Paris. You're not allowed to own an elite club if the two of them have the chance of meeting in competitions, which surely Manchester United and Paris Saint-Germain will at some point meet in the Champions League. But um, there you go. $9 billion is what the Emir of Qatar wants to pay for Manchester United. Oh, well, even Boris is out of the game. Then Ender, thank you. Ender Brady, our UK correspondent. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.